Welcome to Godable, a daily reading of holy texts known in the Unificationist community as Hundoke. Today we are reading from the Champumogyong. Champumogyong, Book 5 Expansion of the Providential Foundation and the Annual Mottos Creating and Building the Fatherland The motto for 1984 is Creating and Building the Fatherland. We all belong to our own nations in the world, but there are no places where we can settle peacefully. We are wandering like modern-day gypsies. All of us are still hoping to settle in the land of eternal happiness and looking forward eagerly to the fatherland, which is True Parents' nation. Recently, we could see that because of True Parents, Christians from many denominations are participating in activities for harmony and unity. Imagine the scene in the last days when they all come to me and ask earnestly for forgiveness for their mistakes of the past. Who among you will be there to participate in True Parents' complete victory? The difference between participating and not participating is as great as that between heaven and earth. The year 1984 marks an extremely important turning point in providential history. We are running along the highway of victory. In March 1983, I organized mobile teams for outreach throughout America, mobilizing all members. That evangelical work was a huge, new, far-reaching undertaking. It was for the sake of establishing our fatherland, True Parents' Nation. Will you go to the kingdom of heaven through the Unification Church people, the Unification Church nation, or the Unification Church world? Before there is a world, there must be a nation, and before there is a nation, there must be a people. Now, we are a people, but we have not built our nation. The nation I am talking about is one that gathers people together from all over the world. Hence, it will be the nation that transcends national borders, transcends peoples, tribes, religions, and races. It will be the kingdom of heaven on earth that God desires. Accordingly, our goal is to create such a nation. Once we have created God's nation, we can create God's world and then God's cosmos. Now, true parents have recovered the standard for restoring the elder son, based upon the Cain-Abel relationship, that has existed throughout the course of history. True parents have completed all the preparations to begin their worldwide indemnity course. We have come to the day of blessing when, centered on True Parents' worldwide family, we elevate the second son to take the authority of the first son on the world level. How eagerly do you think God and True Parents have looked forward to this day? How eagerly do you think humanity has looked forward to it? It is the starting point for the establishment of our fatherland. It is where the first streak of daylight shines for the establishment of our fatherland. Now is the time. It is a new era. If you look carefully, you can see that externally everything is falling into place. Everything necessary for the external environment that I have been talking about is ready. Hence, all that remains to accomplish the kingdom of heaven is that you become completely united and that there be no struggle between the first and second sons in our unificationist family. Then we can begin realizing the ideal of the kingdom of heaven on earth. Only when this unity is achieved can we finally begin home church in our family. I have taught you that home church is the base of the kingdom of heaven and that it is the land of settlement of the kingdom of heaven. Its accomplishment is essential. Creating and building the kingdom of heaven. The motto for 1986 is creating and building the kingdom of heaven. Last year, it was creating and building the fatherland. There is a formula for establishing the kingdom of heaven. This formula requires that we deal with the Cain and Abel problem that has existed throughout the course of history. If Adam and Eve had not fallen, they would have become the first son and first daughter, and the direct children of God. 
But because of the fall, the position of the first child was lost. After the fall, Satan claimed the position of the first son. Hence, God has been in the position where he could only exercise sovereignty over the second son. Therefore, the first son position must be reclaimed, but it cannot be recovered by force. Since God lost the authority of the first son because of Satan's love, in order to reclaim it, heaven's people must have greater love than Satan's love. Without that, there is no way to take back the authority of the first son. All the types of love in the fallen world, whether the love of parents or the love of older siblings, belongs to Satan's realm. Love in Satan's realm is love that belongs to the realm of the first son. To this day, the love of people who belong to the world, whether it be the love of husband and wife, of parents or of children, is love that belongs to the fallen realm, the first son realm. Because of this, in order to go over this fallen realm of the first son, we must carry out restoration through indemnity from the position of the younger son and reverse the positions. Indemnity cannot be paid without making the proper conditions. A price must always be paid. If one talks about the fatherland in the secular world, it refers to one's own nation, not the kingdom of heaven. Before we can establish God's fatherland, we must first establish the able realm in this earthly world. Next comes creating and building the kingdom of heaven. In order to realize the kingdom of heaven, there must be unity between Cain and Abel. Unless we stand in the position where the earthly world and spirit world, the nation on earth and the nation in the spirit world unite by resolving the positions of Cain and Abel, we cannot build the kingdom of heaven. Now that 1985 has passed and 1986 has started, as a result of that prayer, the world has begun turning in the opposite direction. If we say that the world turns like the hands of a clock, we can say that it has made one full revolution clockwise, but now has started to turn counterclockwise. Until now, the Unification Church has been trampled upon in the world. But from this year, 1986, the time has come when the Unification Church will appear on the world stage. Unification of the Fatherland The Unification Church motto for 1987 is Unification of the Fatherland. You should not think vaguely about the Unification of the Fatherland. If we were to say that this is a world-level or cosmic-level motto, that would be a big problem. The formula to follow this path can be expressed like this. The individual must win over the family. The family must win over the tribe. The tribe, the people. The people, the nation. The nation, the world. And the world, the cosmos. I have been demonstrating this formula in the providential course of the Unification Church. The perfection of the individual and the perfection of the family go hand in hand. For an individual to attain perfection, he or she must overcome the struggle between mind and body. From an internal perspective, the mind and body must overcome their struggle and create unity. Only then will the individual be able to influence positively the external realm of the family. This is why we have to resolve the struggle between mind and body before we can advance to the family level. Likewise, we have to resolve all the difficulties within the family before we can advance to the tribal level. Again, unless we resolve all the issues and make unity within the tribe, we cannot advance to the level of a people. With this in mind, does the motto for 1987, Unification of the Fatherland, refer to the national level or the world level? If we can deal with the inner aspects of America's national character that have become a problem, then we can advance to the world level. When we step forward and resolve all the suffering of the nation, we will then be able to digest the situations of the world. This is what it means to follow the formula course. Likewise, when we say we are going beyond the worldwide level to the cosmic level, it means we must first resolve all the problems on earth. 
Once we have overcome all the problems of the regions on earth, then we can digest all the problems in the spirit world and finally enter the realm of God's love. I gave the same motto for 1988 as I did for 1987, unification of the fatherland. If you ask why, it is because the unification of North and South Korea still remains before us. While investing all of your utmost sincerity to carry out this work and move the spirit world, we must also work on strengthening the social fabric of South Korea. In accordance with our preparation, the political climate of North Korea will change. The reunification of the fatherland is a task that both North Korea and South Korea are destined to fulfill. It will involve the combined efforts of us all. The division of Korea into North and South was not the fault of the Korean people. It came about because of the world's major powers. Therefore, the reunification of Korea cannot be done through the efforts of the Republic of Korea alone or of North Korea alone. Unless we open a way for the major powers to cooperate in the reunification, even if North Korea brings unification by liberating South Korea, that unification cannot last, however much North Korea claims that South Korea is liberated. Likewise, even if South Korea unifies North Korea by the strength of its military power, that unification also will not last. I tell you, the only path that can lead to permanent unification is when we unify North and South after weaving in the involvement of the great powers. This viewpoint conforms even with that of providential history. When today's Koreans understand the astonishing fact that the land of Korea will become the base for restoring the fatherland of God, will they remain asleep? They will invest their lives, day and night, even if you tell them not to. Financing North-South unification is not a problem. There is no doubt that when the people of South Korea bear such a sense of duty to accomplish reunification, it will lead them to invest everything they have and everything that South Korea has. My desire for the unification of the fatherland is not because I believe that the nation will go to ruin without it. It is because this is what God is seeking. It is because with the liberation of the fatherland, God wants to build a nation that transcends the nations, one such as has never existed in human history. This is why I am trying to achieve reunification by equipping you with a teaching that can digest everything, by setting up a system of education that can transform society, and by raising people with the subject partner principle to take ownership of every situation. For this reason, communism should not be a problem and neither should democracy. This is the reason communism and democracy both fear me. They think I may completely devour them. Now, at the start of 1988, I set up the motto, Unification of the Fatherland. The fatherland I am talking about is the fatherland that God, the original subject partner, wants to see. The entire universe should be one nation. This world should be the foundation upon which all people of God can live together. The spirit world should be one ideal house and nation in which we all can live together forever. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Godable. Godable is brought to you by the National Victory Fund and support from listeners like you. To donate, visit godable.org. Thank you.